This is a podcast about networking. Networking is the ability to communicate and establish relationships to help you and others progress in their future endeavors. In light of the world changing right in front of our eyes, it's very important now more than ever to learn and master the skill of networking. It used to just be about physical networking, but with social media now being a part of our daily lives, the ability to share dialogue has shifted from face to face to screen to screen. Today, more people are becoming more social on social media and missing the tools of how to be social in real life. In order to establish your network, you have to learn how to communicate both on and off the screen. Creating and maintaining your network is the key to unlocking your potential within yourself and opens the door to the endless possibilities of a successful future. This podcast teaches you how to establish your network and how to maintain relationships on and off your screen. Hey, nice to meet you. The Networking Podcast, hosted by Desiree Jones. It's a pleasure to meet you. Talk soon. Hey, nice to meet you. I'm Desiree Jones, or Des for short, and welcome to Hey, Nice to Meet You, the Networking Podcast, the podcast that teaches you how to communicate, establish your network, and maintain relationships both on and off your screen. And today's topic is, hey, do you have a meaningful career? Having a career is great, but is it meaningful? So today, we'll discuss more on what it means to have a meaningful career with my good friend, Toby Shannon. Hey, y'all. Hey. So we're going to do a little intro. Toby is a connector to resources and an advocate for community-based philanthropy. Philanthropy. Oh, Jesus. She actively works with stakeholders in the public, private, and social sectors who want to deploy capital and resources within overlooked and underfunded communities. Toby believes in radical change by any means necessary and is dedicated to being a co-conspirator by supporting folks who are on the ground every day fighting for our collective liberation. Toby Shannon, welcome to the podcast. Hey girl, hey. Thank you, thank you. Hello. How How you doing? doing? (laughs) (laughs) I'm good, how are you? I'm doing great, I'm excited, you know, just, enjoying the festivities of the summer that lie ahead you know i'm yes. i'm ready for i'm ready to be outside to be honest i ain't gonna Me lie too. to you <laughs> yeah. absolutely yeah 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 <laughs> it's it's time it's time so you know within within reason depending on right. what, what the news say but but we here yeah <laughs> so i'm excited so toby so we met through hbcvc that was our connection which was yes. a great journey hbc venture capital i promote them all the time because highly recommend hello <laughs> Hello, hello, HBCUVC, great organization. So we're going to get more into your meaningful career. But before we get into the topic, we're going to get into our book of the day, Toby. So we do a book of the day on this podcast every episode because reading is fundamental, right? And it's very important to continue to make it a habit. Yes. If you prefer audiobooks, because that's the thing now, that's fine. But sometimes, you know, Something about the touch of a book, you know, and the flip of a page brings solitude to the mind. So with that, today's book, Toby, you have your book for today. What What is the book of the day for this episode, for this podcast? Yes, uh, directly connected to the topic we'll be talking about today. I looked over, I have like this pile of books. It's unnecessary, honestly. I need another bookcase, but it's called Pleasure Activism. It's by Adrian Marie Brown. And it's really talking about something that um, 
is really core to me, which is understanding my body and understanding how I situate myself in the world and how that connects to my activism as a person, how I advocate for myself, for other people, and how I find pleasure in that. I think that um, a lot of times, you know, you see activists, especially who have work that is super draining and they don't necessarily practice self-care or take care of themselves because they're always giving to others. But you can't really give from a cup um, that is empty. And so you want to make sure that you're good um, and so that you can put into the world, you know, utilize your gifts to be able to make the world a better place, so to speak. So that is my book for today. Pleasure Activism, Adrian Marie Brown. Very dope person. Highly nice. recommend. Okay. Pleasure Activism by Adrian Marie Brown. We're going to put that in the notes for people to go check out wherever it's sold because, you know, people really, you never know what people could be interested in when it comes to books, which is what I'm learning. So it's, I like this. And I totally agree. I used to be a person that used to give, 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 you know, without pouring into myself. And I'm just now honestly learning how to pour into myself without feeling bad about pouring into others. You know what I mean? (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. I was the same way. Um, Still working on it. We are work in progress. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And we just, you know, we move forward. We move forward and we move in purpose, which leads us to our topic, finding a career that is meaningful to you. So Toby, tell us about, I guess, your career or your career journey and what led you to having a meaningful career? Because it sounds like you're in that season of a meaningful career. Am I correct? Yeah, I would say so. Um, so I I guess I'll start from the beginning of my career, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. After I graduated from undergrad, I graduated with a BA in international studies and um, oh, wait, I from which school? Which school? From Spelman College. Okay. And shout out to Spelman. Um, and, you know, Spelman really drives home the fact that um, just as much as you put into your career, you want to make sure that you're putting into your service to the world as well um, and making sure that, you know, you're giving back to your community. Um, that was also the way that I was raised. And so, I was trying to find that within anything that I did um, post-grad. And I think that um, one of the, I guess, hallmark stories, I should say, of my career is, um, you know, being able to work for a rather large tech company. Um, And when they recruited me off of campus, I was, you know, excited, of course, because it was my first big girl job. Um, But also, I didn't do the necessary vetting that I probably should have and probably would have landed me in a better place. And so I ended up moving across the country to Seattle and um, working for them as a technical recruiter. And in my mind, I was like, okay, recruiting, that's like, you know, providing resources um, so that people can get a job. That, that was where I was like honing in on my purpose. And I think that it was really, um, I guess, the pinnacle of it and, you know, me reaching kind of my breaking point was when I figured out that just because I thought that, uh, you know, I could provide purposeful work, essentially being able to give somebody a job, um, didn't mean that that was how the company saw it. Uh, and it was really important, uh, for me to understand a little bit more about how to connect my purpose with the actual people who were 
at the job who, you know, like from my boss, to my coworkers and, mm-hmm. you know, what was what was their mindset? And then also understanding um, what the company was about and what their purpose or their mission was, so to speak. And, you know, not every company even has a mission. And so that's something that I didn't necessarily vet with this job. And then also the job description itself and understanding whether that job description actually had anything to do with what was at the core for me and what I wanted from a career. Um, And so it took me about a year to understand that a little bit more and Mm -hmm. understand how that was something. I mean, you're at your job 24-7. Right. Well, maybe not twenty four seven. You shouldn't be at your. Job I hope not. I don't want to be at my. But job <laughs> you spend a majority of your day at right. your job, right? right. Um, mm-hmm. And so for me, it's really important that if I'm gonna do this job, if I'm gonna do labor, you know, I want right. to make sure that it's something that is, you know, meaningful to me that I feel good about that I can go home every day um, after I shut down my computer and say, okay, this is something that I really enjoy. Um, or at least enjoy enough to be able to make a living from it. So for me, um, that was something that I'd never really had anybody to talk to about post-grad. And so that landed me in this place where I was kind of miserable um, Mm -hmm. at my first job. And I I heard that from a lot of people. They're like, yeah, my first job wasn't, you know, the job that I necessarily wanted, but I just pushed through and things like that. And so I guess I'm here to say your first job can be something you'd like to do. Um, it can be something that connects to, the, you know, the core of who you are and what your values are. But you have to be willing to vet that job, um, vet the people that are at that job, vet, you know, what how they describe that job to make mm-hmm. sure that it's connecting to something within you. Um, so I think that's all I really have to say about it. Um, I think I would say now... I have done that a little bit better um, within my time, um, just, you know, with HBCU VC, for instance, being able mm. to, like, take part in fellowships um, as well as internships and actual uh, actual day job where I'm be able to connect with what I actually love to do, which is, you know, what you read in my bio, connecting and deploying capital within communities that really deserve it, but are often overlooked. Um, And so for me, that's something that's really important, especially as we kind of uh, take a look at this systemic issue of um, resources not being distributed evenly and equitably. And Mm -hmm. so for me, um, it's really important to ensure that people are getting opportunities and having access to opportunities and um, knowing that those opportunities are out there. And I would say that now I'm in a place where I'm actually able to do that. And, you know, there's still a few caveats, nothing is perfect. And I'm still uh, definitely a little bit earlier in my journey than some people. But uh, I think that this idea of having a meaningful career or having a purpose-filled career is something that people haven't really thought of before um, mm-hmm. and haven't necessarily had the privilege or opportunity to access. But I think that for me, I want to be able to um, so to spread the word, so to speak, um, yeah. that that is something that is attainable and that you can have you can be passionate about your job. Um, it doesn't have to be your everyday life. My job is not my everyday life, but right. it is something that, you know, I feel comfortable and feel a little bit excited, if not all the time excited to, 
you know, show up to and be able to put work in and know that I'm, you know, touching communities that I want to and supporting community, supporting my community and making sure that um, they're getting the resources they need. That's that's amazing. And I totally agree with you. Having a purposeful career, having a meaningful career does make all the difference, especially when you have to wake up to go to this job and be in this role every single day, because that's kind of the way it helps you fund and live your life the best way you can. So I guess we're going to get into the next segment, which we kind of touched here. It's called Then It All Went Left. So in this segment, we talk about a situation that went like totally terrible, but led to the right path. So for you, you mentioned, you know, having your first job and then realizing like this wasn't that. So you don't have to go Mm -hmm. too much into detail, but like, what do you think was the moment that your perception kind of went left? Like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Like, do you remember I do like how it was distinctly. Um, yeah, I won't get too much into it, but essentially when I, so I tried to create my own version of the role that they wanted me to do essentially. And I had talked my boss into it. Everything was going great. And then it was sort of like a trial, I guess, in my boss's mind. And so they ended up, um, you know, sitting me down and saying, hey, this was great and glad that you could do this and glad that you're excited about this. However, we need you to like actually do whatever is necessary to like, you know, fill the quota essentially, mm-hmm. um, which required me to do what I wanted to do, which was connect with people face to face and instead be behind a screen all day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just wasn't working for me. It just wasn't you know, I wasn't talking to people or if I was talking to people on the phone, it was like very short conversations and I'm a people person. And so I want to be out front and I want to be, you know, like enticing people into like this way you should join the company if I'm going to be a recruiter, you know? Right. right. Um, <clears throat> and that's just not what they had in mind for me and for the role that I was in. Um, and so I had to make a decision about what it looked like for me to leave that position even though it was like you know tech you know Seattle is very uh tech driven Mm -hmm. and all my friends were in tech and I was scared because I was like man what am I gonna do if I you know don't uh I guess fulfill this fantasy that I had of myself of being in this tech crowd and like being able to give people jobs and stuff like that like what is next I had no idea um and so yeah I would say that was kind of like the the low point um and there are a few things I learned from it but oh like what what did you learn from this overall Mm, I would say (laughs) the top thing that I learned from it was definitely not being afraid to ask for what I needed and what I wanted um and like I said earlier you know your job is something that you spend eight to nine hours at each day. Um, And, you know, it's really important to be, be with some company or, you know, have your, even if you're an entrepreneur, be able to do something that you love at the end of the day, or you can connect, you can at least have an anchor within Mm -hmm. it that you love. Um, Mm -hmm. And so even if, you know, you have days where, 
you know, I'm just like, dang, I can't, I can't do this. Like, this is not, <laughs> this is not where I want to be. Um, or, you know, I'm doing this really tedious administrative task. Even if that's the case, you still want to make sure that at the end of the day, this is something that you can connect to and that is going to keep you going. And like, by the end of the week, you're like, well, that was a tedious task and I hated it, but I had to get through, through it so that I could get to the end goal, which is, you know, to do whatever. And that's something that um, is really connected to, again, your purpose and something that's meaningful and connects to your values. I feel that. No, I feel that for real, because I used to struggle with like speaking up or advocating for myself. But it wasn't until I have the current role that I have now that I actually was like, this is what I know I'm good at. This is what I know that I enjoy. This is what I know that I would love to learn more about. And I wasn't afraid to show, let them know, like, this is who I am. This is how I am. Like, this is what I've learned. Mm -hmm. And, you know, being open and honest with, I believe being open and honest with um, the people that hired me, it kind of opened the door to them knowing, okay, she expressed, this is what we already, this is what she knows she can do. They, they can already kind of not just find a path for me, but I can provide, I could potentially provide a path you know, that they've never either seen before, or yeah. I could continue to do things that pertain to the path that they already kind of set for that role. So being open kind of creates the sets the foundation for what to expect when it comes to the role that you will, you know, potentially get. So right. if had I not, because I it used to be a point where when I was interning, even like during my postgrad, like, I was my left story, like I talk about the first episode, like I used to take a scooter to, to work at four in the morning. I was like, Ooh. I was an entrepreneur. Yeah, girl. I was Home Depot. <laughs> like it was a lot. But like during that journey and me trying to find myself and figure out my skills, you know, while I was applying to jobs, I was essentially lying. I was like, OK, this I just need money. So right. Fix my resume a certain way just to appease the role. But sometimes that could backfire because if you kind of fix your resume to to achieve some type of role you get the role and it's like okay this isn't what I expected so at the end of the day me being truthful helped along the way and um it led me to my purpose and like once you're true with your purpose you're true with true with your um not just your purpose but you're true you're true with your purpose and you're true with your meaningful career that can help guide you with wherever it is you're destined to be placed to help other people and kind of fulfill the mission that you have essentially for your destiny or your goals, anything like that. And that's, that's real. Like you can't really beat that. As a compliment to that, I'll say, I think that finding something like extracurricular activity, a little mm -hmm. hobby, um, something that you can do like after you get off work or even maybe before you get off work, maybe it's working out or whatever. Um, something that you love. And I think that that is what Again, this is like the human experience trying to keep you going. Okay. Like we, right. we're all trying to live out here. We're all trying to, you know, do what we got to do to do what we want to do. And sometimes mm. that requires you to like make a little bit of sacrifice. Um, mm. And so if you find yourself in that situation, you know, you're, it doesn't have to be your full career. It can be something that, you know, just gives you life for like a few hours a day. But um, I'm a strong advocate again, like pleasure activism, strong advocate of, self-care and understanding like what drives you what what is your anchor how do you how do you go about your life and what really makes you um tick so that's real 
that's that's real. And then like even when you think about like what does it mean? As long as you know like what does it mean to be meaningful? Because some people might not even realize that either they're in a meaningful career or they're not in one and they like they thought they were, you know. Right. Like, I thought it was a meaningful career, but actually it's not. Just kidding. Like this isn't what I want. Literally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Have so, definitely been in that situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you're right. It's all a part of our human experience, our human journey of life, because we're here for, I mean, we're here for a minute. So we have time right. to figure out what it is that we want. And even when, you know, we have that situation of going left, eventually, you know, it went right for us down the road. But it's because we had to learn certain things and certain um just ideas that we thought we knew because I thought I, there was times where I thought I was a know-it-all and now I'm like, I don't know nothing. And I right. have to keep that in the back of my head. Cause just because I'm in a meaningful career doesn't mean I know everything in my meaningful career, you know? So Absolutely. it's all life lessons. So now we're going to get into this. Uh, one, we got two more segments. So this is one of my favorites. It's called the 100 commandments of confidence because mm-hmm. while, and of course this is all about networking. Like this is not just about meaningful careers, of course, but like there was networking involved in all of this. So when you're getting into that meaningful career, you know, it's important to have confidence in yourself to get to that point. So um, every episode we ask or we provide a commandment of confidence for our listeners. So Toby, what is your commandment of confidence to give um, for today? Yes. So my commandment of confidence would be you deserve to live your life abundantly. And you are worthy of a career that allows you to do so. Um, Yeah, I would say that's my commandment. Do you want me to expand on it or? By all means, I love it. Okay, yeah, I just think that a lot of times people um, alongside, you know, people thinking that, you know, you're supposed to hate your job and stuff like that, or just do any type of job and not have any purpose connected to it. um, I think that people think that you don't deserve to have a job that you like. And a lot of times that's not the case. And you need to make sure that, um, you know, you're living your life for yourself and you're doing you're having a career that really, again, connects you to your core um, and that you get you get excited about um, and you're worthy of that and you deserve that. Absolutely. That's more of like the, the pour into yourself. You have to continue to pour into yourself abundantly and yeah. you don't want to pour out of an empty cup. So. You deserve to live your life abundantly and you are worthy of a career that allows you to do that. That is a commandment of confidence for today. Absolutely. And our last segment we got is the follow-up hack because of course, this is a networking podcast and it's always good to have a follow-up because you just never know who you're going to connect with and how a follow-up can lead to that next level in your life or your meaningful career. So what will be a follow-up hack for the people out here? Yeah, so I would say sending a news article that's relevant to the person's business or what you all talked about or even a reading like a book of the day um, that you found interesting that you might that you think that that person might like. I think that's a great um, way to follow up with somebody. It shows that you're actually listening to what they have to say. It also shows that, you know, you're trying to further, you know, their education about a certain topic or further their, um, you know, ideas and formations of that. So, yeah. Send that article. Send send any articles. Send LinkedIn has a lot of random great articles. A lot. That are meaningful. Like, so many. <laughs> I'll be looking on there in the mornings because they give us to us every day. Like, oh, yeah, there's an article. 
or even mm-hmm. the commentary from some people who comment on the articles, like in their own posts, sometimes yes. it blows me away. So that's that's a good one. I didn't think about that. Okay, sending a news article. So if y'all see any articles out there, send some news articles. That's that's great. So, but Toby, this was so great. Like, I just want to say, I really appreciate you just doing all that you've done so far. Like I've been watching on social girl. So I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like I'm just rooting for you, like through the screen. Like I know, you know, I was supposed to go to LA, but you know, we were in a I panoramic. And, and I, you know, I <laughs> need to come to Atlanta again, maybe sometime yeah. soon. Yeah. Oh, fun fact. I'm not, in, I'm not in Atlanta anymore. I'm actually in oh, the you DMV. Said- Yes, Alexandria. Oh my gosh, yes. But well, I'm definitely coming that way soon. Bet. Oh, it's gonna be fun. Yeah. I mean, Elaine is still cool. It's gonna look crazy though. I ain't gonna lie to you. It's gonna look crazy. (laughs) So I kind of like the DMV a little better. I feel that. I do. (laughs) It's a little more calm. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So we're gonna turn up either way, but this is awesome. And where can the people reach you? So all my handles are pretty much the same Um, on Instagram, Toby with an I, that's T-O-B-I, the word with Mm -hmm. A-N, because we grammar girls out here, (laughs) Mm E-Y-E, and it's the same on Twitter. Um, I need y'all to follow me on Twitter, and I'll follow you back, but for real, I have no followers on Twitter because I started a new one like two years ago. Um, and then on LinkedIn, definitely connect with me, Toby Shannon. Um, and yeah, I got a few things going on. So please, please connect, reach out, send me a news article. Hey, um, always down to talk about meaningful careers and, you know, community activism, anything like that. Awesome. Oh, this is so great. I got you. I'm going to follow you on Twitter, too. Like, I I tried to get back. HBCU VC told us to get on Twitter. So that's the right. only reason why I have it. So I'm like, ooh, but I had to take a break. It's still getting crazy. But yeah, we. Yeah, Twitter is wild. Twitter is wild. And you know who just got, who just bought Twitter. So we just. Exactly. We're going to see. But um, yeah, thank you, Toby. This is great. we gonna we going to link one of these days in person. You might just have it podcast in person. Who knows? But right. Yeah, I'm so right. Right. So I'm so excited for everything you got going on. And I hope everyone who listened just continue to network, continue to think about your meaningful careers. And if you have any questions about it, you know who to talk to now. So that's it for today. Thank you guys so much for listening and continue to shine bright. This is Desiree Jones at the Book of Des. Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. It's uh, Desiree Jones Video Creative. We appreciate y'all and have a great rest of your day. Shine bright. Bye.